Hey y'all, I'm so pumped to share this guest with you today. She is a smarty pants with all things YouTube and video goodness. She even batches, you guys. So you know that she is like a favorite of mine if she batches. So Trina, how are you doing today? I'm good. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, I'm so excited. But first, let's go ahead and start off with a few details about you and your business. Okay, so I am a YouTube strategist and I kind of do a two, well, actually a three-pronged effect. I have a one-on-one client that I do a lot of work for. It's basically a part-time job. Then my other prong is my group program with all of my students. I have a group of students in there that we work together um, and build their YouTube strategy. And then I do some one-on-one coaching to really help one-on-one build a YouTube strategy that's going to help online and creative entrepreneurs use YouTube to connect with their tribe and also more importantly to convert them to, you know, buying their courses or buying their one-on-one services just to make some money from being on YouTube. Love it. Super, super simple. So today we're going to be talking about specifically how to actually use Trello to organize your YouTube strategy. So for all of my Trello fans, I have Trello fans, Asana fans, and I'll source actually, um, who did I have at Basecamp? recently, which I honestly hadn't like thought of or talked about in a really long time. But specifically, this can be used in Trello, but also for you Asana fans, you know that can actually do the board view in Asana. So we've got everybody covered in this particular system. So (laughs) first, let's go ahead and describe kind of what your business was like before you implemented this Trello system. So if anybody here has followed me, they might relate me to the post-it girl um, because in my videos and in my Instagram stories and stuff, I have lots and lots of post-its. So a lot of my planning and mapping out is basically with post-its when I first got started. Like I had an idea, I put it on the wall with a post-it. I had another idea, I put it on the wall. So pretty much my business before Trello was a post-it style organization. (laughs) (laughs) I love post-its too. I had a a gal come in and organize my office and she Mm -hmm. just kept finding post-its in every single drawer. And she's just like, what is up with you? I'm like, post-its are life. Like they are amazing. So um, yeah, I, um, it was a black Friday almost, I guess it'll be two years ago. This black Friday, I saw like some ad on staples. It was like a 10 pound treasure chest of post-its. And I convinced my husband that I needed that treasure chest of post-its. So he went and got those post-its for me at staples when they opened at eight in the morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need a treasure <laughs> chest of post-its. That's like every color, every size you could imagine. I'm still working on that treasure chest of post-its. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. And I need staples. I'm going to, I'm going to email them and be like, listen, this Black Friday, <laughs> I will be there. If you have this treasure chest. Oh my gosh. That sounds so amazing. But anywho, so your business before was a bunch of post-its, which you still use in your business and, and whatever mm-hmm. else too, but it was fully on post-its. So then was there a moment that finally drove you to put a process in place in Trello in a digital environment? Or was it just like, okay, I'm running out of wall space. Something's got something's to change. <laughs> yeah, pretty much a combination. So in 
2000 and this is what 2018 yep. at the end of 2016 uh, we had sold our house quickly kind of by accident and so we got moved into a really small apartment because we didn't have a house to move into right so my office went from being an actual room like an actual office to pretty much a nook in a corner of our tiny new master bedroom and I had no space and mm. kids close by and post-its dropping and falling and I would map out my YouTube strategy and scribble down like the tags and the route I was going with that video on a post-it and then it wouldn't stick to the wall and it would get lost and I found myself doing the same thing over and over and over because I kept losing the post-it or writing it in a notebook and losing what notebook it was in. And so I was like, I, I got to get digitized. And yeah. also I was going back and forth from our apartment to my parents' house to help with the baby and the toddler at the time. And so I couldn't necessarily pick up all my post-its and take them across town. And so I just, I finally decided it's time to get digital. <laughs> yes, definitely. So yeah, those, I remember moving and, and having my, us we were in between houses too our house sold and so then we were in between houses and we went into this it was a town home but it was it was not big enough for four people so I've totally been there and having like a nook to do something and that's yeah. pretty much it or like a tiny wall yeah so it can it can really be difficult so let's go ahead and have you walk through the steps that you took to put this process together and what it looks like to actually have all this in Trello I wasn't really sure which program to do. I mean, it's the age old Trello Asana battle. I think that forever goes on and I tried both and I was like, dude, I just don't get what people love about these things. I don't understand them. Like, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And so I did end up buying Think Creative Collective's Trello for Business and once I saw how people were using it, and once they explained how to do things, I realized, okay, now I know how I can make this work. And so I just got started small. I used it as a way to really organize my week instead of writing constant to-do lists. I, I used it to start creating what I was gonna do every single week. And then as I started ramping up my video creation and growing my YouTube channel, I found a process to use for not only keeping my ideas and my strategies in place, but also being able to start incorporating a team that I started hiring at the end of last year. I gotcha. So then how many people was, were on your team? So right now I have a graphic designer or a brand designer and an editor. And so what's been easy for me is doing YouTube videos, you've got to kind of do the research up front. And so I search, you know, titles of videos people are doing, what's performing well. I take screenshots of thumbnails for some inspiration for my thumbnails because you've got to have kind of a strategy behind the thumbnails. And then I keep all of the notes for each particular video in one card. And so that way it makes it much easier when I need to write out the description of the video or I need to add the tags to the video or I need to take a couple photos for the thumbnail. I have all of my ideas, screenshots of my inspiration all in one card. 
And then once I have that done, I can move it to my team board easily with all the information still there and assign it to my graphic designer. So she gets the thumbnail done and then assign it to my video editor. And then we have like two different rounds of edits that we can go through and I can move it there. And then I can put those videos in like a paid column if I need to pay my video editor for that video, just to keep track also how many videos have gone through and what I do owe him so that we can keep our records straight. Nice. Yeah, that's super, super smart. I like that you have the ability to take your research and all that stuff for each video and place it then in your team project. Because a lot of times people are like, well, it's over here and how do I get it over there and all this stuff. And I guess you know, visually, if you haven't seen Trello, then you may just be like, what the heck are you talking about? But it really, all of those little things that you have to do over and over and over again, like finding ways to simplify them is, is super huge. So then what kind of comes mm-hmm. after that? Then we also use Google Drive. And so he will send me the link to the Google Drive in on that card. And then I'll give him edits. And then from there, I can take the video, upload it to YouTube, um, upload the thumbnail that the graphic designer added to the card. I have everything right there, just copy and paste. So it makes it so much easier to get my video live on YouTube and also my blog post because they go hand in hand. I embed the video to my blog post. I've got the Pinterest image that my designer sends me. I've got the write up because it was also the description for my YouTube video. And I got it all in one spot, just copy paste. And now I have it set up so it's easy enough that now I can just hand it over to a VA so that she can just copy and paste and I don't have to worry about it. Seriously though. So then each of the cards, do you have like a template card that you start out with and it's got all of the little tasks and checks and all that sort of stuff. And then it just makes it I have a checklist for my designer because I need a Instagram image, a Pinterest image and a YouTube image. And then basically my video editor and I kind of know what we're looking for. So we'll just kind of give feedback back and forth. But what I also do with my cards is I am able to brain dump. So, you know, when you get like that spark of creativity or like that energetic spark where you got all these ideas. So I'm able to dump all of my ideas into like a brain dump um, list. Then I can see, are there any of these videos that are starting to fall into a theme? Then I can group those videos into a playlist so that I know I'm creating like a Netflix bingeable series for my YouTube channel. Then I can decide, you know, which videos fit into this playlist and when does that fit into my strategy? Because it makes it a lot easier to film your videos uh, back to back to back, batching, you know, if you have a similar series, kind of get into that zone. If you're talking about YouTube optimization, you're in that zone and one video flows after another, you know what you're talking about, then you create this chunk of content that's now a playlist. So instead of having somebody watch one video for five minutes, you get them into a playlist of potentially watching like five five videos for 25 minutes. So having Trello to move those cards around and figure out, you know, what's going to fit in a playlist, what the title of the playlist is going to be, and incorporating the playlist keyword into the other videos so that they all connect with each other in the YouTube algorithm. It's able to do it so much easier in Trello than scribbling it all out in a notebook. Oh yeah. 110%. Yeah. The brain dump space (laughs) is so huge to have, especially, and I love that you talk about playlists and bingeable content and all of that. And 
if you haven't ever like looked into YouTube strategies, like the playlist is, is a really, really big one. And YouTube is just, it's so interesting. I haven't particularly dove into it myself, but I've been researching about it quite a bit and it actually is such a it's such a gold mine and if you think well first off I'm like a professional Netflixer <laughs> and so the fact that you can create Netflix like a Netflix like experience for your YouTube viewers it's like I know this works because I am totally in the black hole of Netflix so um, you always just let every video play next right <laughs> yes yes and don't ask me if I'm watching because yes I am still watching don't judge me. Are you still there? <laughs> yes. I'm like, don't ask me that question. It's all over my face. So yeah. And I love that. And I think that for a lot of people, what can be overwhelming is particularly for YouTube is like the keyword searching, the categories and all of that, because it's straight SEO search mm -hmm. engine optimization. And if you aren't familiar with what that is and, and its capabilities and stuff, then it can be a lot. It can seem very big, but I actually, I think, I don't even know when this, I don't know if this is an old or new video because I've watched a ton of your videos, but we had a video that was talking about your process around that. And it was super, super helpful. I'll have to, I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes for everybody because it was really awesome. Cause you use, do you use TubeBuddy? I do. I've used TubeBuddy and I use vidIQ as well. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember which one it was on the particular video I watched, but anywho, super, super awesome stuff. Anything else that you want to share about wrapping up? Is there a process that you do for like each video on the strategy? Do you have like a comment strategy? Like do you go back in and I guess reply to comments or once the video is yeah, up and running? You just leave it. Yeah, I try to have a question in each of my videos just to spark engagement, not only for the value YouTube sees as your video, because if there's engagement, it must be valuable if people are engaging. But YouTube, people don't really realize as a social platform as well. So it's a great place to connect with people and build your tribe, just like Facebook and Instagram. And so I tend to think about a question that I can ask people at the end of every single video. And then I do pose that question usually in the comments as well to see if I can get people talking. And I do try to reply to everybody. But I mean, as you grow and you get more comments, I've got two kids and I try to respond to everybody, but it doesn't always happen that I get every single person. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So I'm going to ask a couple of the last questions. Uh, what was your best financial investment in business? Oh man, that's a difficult one. <laughs> I would, oh, there's so many good investments. I, one of the, the first biggest investment that I ever made in my business was hiring a copywriter to do my launch copy because Ooh. I'm on video for a reason. I like video. I like talking, but I hate writing and conversion copy and writing copy is just yeah. not for me. And so I, I invested my first big chunk of money on hiring Ashlyn Carter and it was worth every penny. <laughs> I love it. I, oh, there's launch emails and the sales page. <sighs> there's so much writing in business and I feel like nobody talks about this. I'm like, do you know how much you're writing? You're writing emails, yeah. Facebook writing ads, Instagram pages. ads. Oh, 
I'm on video for a reason. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm on podcasting for a reason. I don't want to look nice and I don't want to have to write anything. So I just, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> so yeah. I totally get it. And then what was your worst financial investment in business? Well, it didn't happen when I was in my business, but, and I didn't pay for it all, but I have my master's in business and, uh, my job at the time paid for a lot of it. I think I just paid for the last course or two, but it prepared me nothing for what online business has thrown at me. What I learned when I graduated with my MBA in, oh my goodness, I don't even remember what year it was, has had nothing to do with email funnels and social media and conversion copy and Facebook ads. So, I mean, I have it. I can have the little symbol beside my name that says MBA, but it was a lot of time and luckily not a whole lot investment, just a tiny chunk of it. But yeah, it did not prepare me for running an online business. Totally. I so get you on that. I don't have my master's in business. I did my master's in executive leadership, which is as vague oh. and weird as yeah. it sounds. And I literally only picked it because I, at the time, the jobs I was looking for were requiring a master's, but I wanted to find the quickest and the easiest looking masters and that was it so thank you liberty university and i always forget that i have it because like you said it's like what nobody's asking me if i have a master's in anything especially executive leadership so you know it's like that's that stuff can be funny i mean you you we probably did learn something in the program but you know yeah i mean big i guess big picture wise (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> big big far far back picture wise yeah, yeah I know right just we try to take at least one positive thing from everything we do but it is what it is so where can people find you online websites obviously your YouTube channel any other yeah, so I'm on YouTube at uh, tips with Trina and that's Trina with an E I'm always updating my stories on Instagram and that's Trina yeah. underscore little and yeah, my website's trinalittle.com. So just basically search my name and I'm around. I'm the only Trina a lot of the times on the internet. So <laughs> Trina with an E, a lot of people spelt with an I. So Trina with an E is kind of unique and so it pops up. Yes. Yes, it is. It is super unique, but I like the spelling. I like it a lot. So- I like to say it's spelled the right way because it's spelled like a tree and I is like a tricycle. So I like to say my name is technically spelled the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with that too. I will definitely go with that. 110%. Well, thank you so much, Trina, for coming on and sharing this goodness. I love project management systems. And so this one is super awesome for when you're creating content for YouTube. So thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me.